Welcome to After the Checkered, your weekly racing podcast. This is Coy, joined tonight by Josh. Josh, uh, how you doing, buddy? This is the buddy? podcast where we raise hell and praise Dale. Yes, yes, sir. How's That's it going all we tonight? Do. It's going well, man. Going well. Um, going well. Feels like you know. I know we did the one last week. We did a remote episode. Feels like a little while since we've done one though. It does just feel because like I haven't been here. You know, in a couple. Yeah, I've been in person. Been in person. Yeah. I was I was sick last week, so we had to do it remote. So we're we're back in person recording this podcast, and we're both drinking again tonight. Last yeah. weekend we were not drinking. Nope. Or last week. Uh, yeah, what last you, week. What beer you got tonight? I have a uh, local brewer again. I've got um, perennial sump coffee stout. You know, I have a big stockpile of stouts from this year that I kind of need to start clearing out or or saving you know and some are, are stouts you don't really want to save the sweeter stouts that you just kind of want to drink and, and get rid of them but so figured it's time to start getting to those absolutely i'm gonna i might have to bring bring a bottle of abraxas or something on the on the pod next week i don't know we'll see what we got i'm fine with that yeah i too am what drinking a beer from perennial but this is Ooh. their uh hurry on daylight ipa just a good refreshing spring beer yeah. not quite as heavy as a stout not sponsored by perennial artisan ales but should this come across their desk maybe we we'll could be we'll tag them yeah we could be all so, right uh not not a lot of racing no. talk this week we're gonna gonna cover the nascar race that's coming up this weekend at martinsville yep. very little indycar news a little formula one news um you know next week we'll get a lot more this will probably be the last week that we don't have a lot of indycar news uh, next so, week yeah, this will be the last week where I feel like it's going to be a real, like, what I consider, you know, there's not a lot. I mean, this this week after Easter where none of the series race on Easter, um, you know, this will be the last week where really we don't have a ton to talk about until the season's over for all of them, I would bet, because we're going to have something. There, I don't think, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think there's a weekend where none of the series race from here until December. Yeah, I don't think so either. But don't quote me on that. Yeah, and maybe that. I don't know. I don't remember when Formula One ends. It might end in November. Well, we've still never looked at the Formula One schedule, yeah, honestly, so we don't even know. Yeah, don't know. We'll figure it out each week as we go by. Um, one thing I did want to talk about though, uh, we got the Masters coming up this weekend. Yeah, so a little bit of golf. A little that, that that'll be a, our golf chat. But yeah. it's always an exciting time of the year. It, it kind always. Of like, kicks off spring for yeah, the Masters. Yeah, me too. Augusta is a the, the Masters is that yeah, it's that it's that sort of as a sports fan it's that sign that, that spring is here and it is it's the, one of the few golf tournaments I watch like start to finish and I've been to Augusta. It is it is something I was going to say you've been there. Yeah. Yeah, you got the hat, the hat and the picture to prove. I've it. got all kinds of swag. I I dropped a lot of coin in that souvenir tent. Um probably pretty sure you dropped a lot of coin to get there too. Uh, you know what? It's not not much. We actually won. We got lucky when we went, and a friend of my friend had won uh, a raffle. We went on Wednesday for the practice round of the par three, and the tickets. If you win the raffle, the tickets were only fifty bucks. I mean, they're not. Oh, that's cheap. Yeah, it, 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 to go to the Masters is not expensive, and and to to be there, like. Uh, a pimento cheese sandwich is two dollars. A beer is two dollars. A soda is a dollar. A water just, is a dollar. It's just getting the ticket to get. It's in. it's just you can't. It's getting so hard to get the ticket. Yeah, the opportunity. Yeah, and and they've ticket. made it really hard too to scalp tickets. Like they've they've imprinted special barcodes on them. So yeah, it's it's an interesting situation. But yeah, it was it was one of the highlights of my life as a sports fan is being able to say that I went to Augusta in the Masters. Fantastic. 
Yeah. All right. Well, enough of the golf chat. Yep. Let's get on into our racing chat. So uh, we kind of briefly touched on this IndyCar. Not a lot of news. Um, the biggest thing that I have is that I, uh, IndyCar did renew their international broadcast deal for 2021. So that's good for the sport. Yep. Going to reach a lot of fans worldwide. I didn't think this was going to be an issue. There were some articles of people sweating, like, are they actually going to do it? Is this the right decision for IndyCar? Right. I think everybody knew they were going to renew it. Yeah. It was just a matter of time. Yeah, I mean... I think, I think last year they did the same thing. Well, well that was because of COVID, but they waited right up until the first right, race. Of the yeah. Year. Yeah, right up until the first race of the year. And they, right renewed it so yeah and indycar is becoming a it's becoming a lot more international than it was you know i'd say even you know two years ago or four years ago well i think a lot has to do with um fans like yourself that like open wheel racing Mm -hmm. but are a little sick of what's going on in formula one well and and you see a lot of the formula one drivers who you know hey maybe i can't get a seat here you know what i'll I'll race indycar you know and you see i mean yeah and it's exciting driving you know what i mean you've got and there's some really good drivers in indycar yeah we'll, you know? just, we'll just recap it again Coy, you always say it's some it's the best racing there it is. is yeah i say it all the time like anytime i ever talk like and and i'm sure like my friends are tired of it but anytime like we get to talking about racing if i'm you know around like out at a bar and, and god i don't even remember what that's like but if i'm you know and, and I'm, we're talking about racing i always tell people like a great place to start is just watch an indycar race Absolutely. It is exciting. Some of the road courses get a little bit, you know, they, they spread out. and but See, there's I love the road but courses. E, I'm, I do, too. I actually love – I like watching the road courses way more than I do the ovals. But but even when they spread out, there's still passes for the lead. There's still the game going on. It's never like, ask hey, guys, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll show the third-place battle because that's the only thing that's really going on on the track. We know who's finishing one and two. You don't, you don't go into an IndyCar race knowing who's going to win. And – the real highlight of Indy of the IndyCar series is Indianapolis. There's nothing like that. There's nothing in motorsports like the Indianapolis 500. The prestige, everything around the it, prestige, yeah. the speed. I mean, they they barely lift at 225 or 30 miles an hour for three hours. You know, and just in the shape of the track, the way that the track. Yeah, and I mean, good lord, that's fun to watch, and it's and it's a Memorial Day, you know. I mean, like it's part oh, of it's a that. tradition. Yeah. yeah, it's part of especially that here in the states, anyway. Sure. Yeah, and yeah, and, and the drivers you get. So Memorial Day is usually a fun weekend because usually that is when um, oh, I'm drawing a blank of the name of the track. So you uh, have my, so so for the longest time, my wife worked as a nurse. She worked weekends, and the Memorial Day Sunday, I would have like to myself like for several years in a row probably like five or six years in a row it's just like i you know she would be doing something so i would not go out of town i'd just be hanging out around the house it would just be me and for the longest time i've i mean i've i did this before i met her but you wake up in the morning you got monaco monaco i'm like why can't i remember that track and you have a, like my favorite race of the yeah year. It and my kind of too it, 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 it really is it's not a great track for racing but it is very iconic it is the iconic formula one track I it's think. one that i would want to go to not necessarily for the race but just for like the whole atmosphere of the week sure oh kind totally. of like like daytona for me like although daytona 500 is a fun race but like really going to daytona is about the whole weekend like that experience absolutely it's not necessarily the race because well, the race is usually exciting, but just the weekend of Daytona right. is epic, and I think that Monaco is the same way. Same as yeah, Indy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same as Indy. I can't imagine. Yeah, it, it is It is the jewel of the Formula One crown, I feel, that, you know, like, it's one of those tracks, Monaco, Spa, Monza, Silverstone, like, those tracks are, if you're a Formula One driver, like, those are the ones that you want to win, 
because those are the one the places I've been racing forever and the places that are that have the most Highest prestige. prestige. Yeah, and so yeah, the 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 Monaco Grand Prix is usually one on Saturday with qualifying, right? Because you know, it's just it, there's not any. They're really with modern F1 cars, how big they are. There's not really any place to pass on that on that track. So anyway, you would start your yeah. morning with Monaco. You start your morning with Monaco. Get, you wake up, get some coffee. And then you know you kind of take a break, eat some breakfast, chill out, maybe go to the gym, do whatever. Then around noon you've got the Indy 500 that bleeds. That's all. It's all day afternoon. Start you know, order pizza, start pounding some beers, have some fun, and then about five o'clock is a Coke 600 at Charlotte, and that runs on into the night. You know another iconic race that the only NASCAR race that start well used to be the only NASCAR race that started in the daytime and ended at night. Now it seems like every damn NASCAR race starts in the daytime. And <laughs> Pretend there's night. a delay. There's a, yeah. it, it ends at night. No, but, that, is, that is one of the best racing days of the year, especially here in North America. Yeah, and, and the Coke 600, I believe, is still the longest race that NASCAR runs. Yes, I believe you are so, correct. Um, yeah, Memorial Day was always fun, and, that's, and Indy being part of that for me was something that I always looked at as, as really fun. So, yeah, I mean... If anybody's out there that you know that does listen to this podcast that is questioning being a race fan or saying, you know what, I like this, I like this series, I like Formula One, but I don't really watch anything else. Or I watch NASCAR, but I don't really watch anything else. And I only drink Budweiser, and I and I live in South County. Kevin. Kevin. Our junior uh, NASCAR correspondent. Oh, wait, we, did he we, get promoted again? We promote him up to junior. Okay. Is he, so he is. Junior. Yeah, he is yeah, junior. He is a junior. Junior NASCAR correspondent at Kevin Grimm. And you will, you know, check out Indy. Watch the Indy 500. Watch. I think, I think if we get our junior NASCAR correspondent to come to the Indy race here yeah. in St. Louis, yeah. he'll, will. Uh, he'll enjoy it. Yeah. Which we got to get on that and get, uh, we do. We got the truck series and the Indy cars. Yeah. So we got to get on that. Yeah, we need to, we do need to get on. That'll be fun. That's on August. Actually, that's right around, usually every year, that's right around my mom's birthday. Oh, what a, what a great segue. Yeah. We have to give a nice shout out to, to Coy's mom. Yeah. One yeah. of our dedicated listeners. One of our one of our few listeners. I wanted to give a shout out, Matt. How you hey, doing? Hey, we we are worldwide, and we're gonna yep. shout out Coy's mom. We are worldwide. We are worldwide. So yeah, um, yeah. That that race is always always around her birthday. So uh, yeah, but again, even an oval, small oval, and, and Gateway's a fun oval to watch. It's but a quote unquote oval. Yeah, it's like an egg shape. It is. It's got kind of a kind of a funky shape, but it's a fun it's a fun race to watch. The drivers you, really like it. You see a lot of passing. You see a lot of strategy there, so it's cool. But yeah, um, so back to topic uh, as far as IndyCar news. The only really stuff that I've uh, they they do start a big test that'll be televised tomorrow at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Be I think NBC Sports is going to televise. It's going to be a two day test tomorrow and Friday. Today being the 7th Wednesday April 7th so it's going to be April 8th and 9th I believe so we'll get a little bit more racing than just NASCAR but it's just testing but hey just testing I mean I I tuned in and watched the Formula 1 test yeah I mean I'll watch yeah exactly I'll watch I'll watch some of the testing tomorrow I'll probably although the Masters is on so I'll I'll have I'll go back and forth it's just the first round of the Masters yeah All right. anything else for IndyCar no, sir. Okay, let's move over to our other open wheel series that we cover, Formula One. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of news here either. No. Uh, the biggest thing was is that uh, the, the teams have all finalized uh, the financial agreement to adding a sprint race to three races yep. this year on Saturday. Uh, the sprint races will count as some points and also determine the grid 
before the race on Sunday, and mm-hmm. those three tracks are Silverstone, Monza, and Interlagos. Uh, is that oh. right? I think mm-hmm. it's those three. Um, I didn't know it was Interlagos, but I knew it was Silverstone and Monza. Monza makes sense because Monza is such a speed palace, but right. Silverstone is too. I mean, Silverstone's a very fast track. I think this is good for the sport. It totally um, is. When, when they brought this up, there was a huge delay or huge resistance from the teams because of with introducing the, the spin cap and the, just the financial part of it. And it makes yeah. sense because what if you get damage on Saturday and you got to turn yeah. and put a car on Sunday and you already at your spin cap, you're kind of, you kind of handcuff yourself. Right. Um, so I'm glad that they were able to reach an agreement and I think this is good for the sport and it'll be exciting. And, and even if, you know, even if we see a Mercedes dominance continue with the races, I think that this will bring in another, aspect of excitement that'll draw in fans to watch the sprint races at least i hope so yeah i'm totally behind this i think this is something really that you know shake it up shake up the sport a little bit you know what i mean you know i can't remember how long it's been since we went to this q1 q2 q3 knockout qualifying format i mean it's been it's been a while it's been probably i'm gonna guess 15 years or so that they went through this to this format and you know i, I initially i kind of thought eh, it's kind of gimmicky but i but i but, I, but it grew on me and i liked it but i, I think you got to adapt you got to adapt to something else and throw in that extra sort of uh wild card of having a sprint race and you know i mean how exciting would it be to see even if you're gonna have one team dominate how exciting would it be to have Lewis Hamilton started at the back in a spring a sprint race in a I don't and I, I haven't seen 100 percent about formatting or any of that so I'm just kind of spitballing. But you got to watch him battle his way up. Right, yeah, you got to match him in a, in a 15 lap race where he has to battle his way to the front to get pole. That'd be and, exciting. And we see this kind of in a slightly different format in Formula Two, right? Where the winner of the race starts at the back of the sprint race, or mm-hmm. not at the very back, but it. What is it, the top seven? Yeah. Start in reverse order. Yeah, they start in reverse order. And then to get to claim all the points for the weekend, the winner of the race has to battle back up and take those points. And it's really exciting. And that's one of the reasons why I got into Formula Two. Right. Usually with the outside of NASCAR, you're like all the junior racing, I don't follow that much. But Formula Two is just exciting. Formula Two is crazy exciting. That, that sprint race. If you can find Formula Two to watch on TV, watch it because it's exciting. Yeah. The I cars would, are so even and they're, I mean, it is, it is so much fun. I would usually watch it after the race stream it like, yeah. like a replay of it right and same here even though i knew what the outcome was just because yeah. those sprint races are amazing it's pretty easy in america to avoid the outcome of the formula two races so i just would always like throw i would i would do the same thing i'd just be like throwing on like yeah i watched formula two race and it was fun last year watching mick schumacher kind of you know but again it was close i mean it was a fun yeah I mean, we saw a, yeah we saw two two drivers yuki sonoda and mick schumacher um have good seasons in, in yeah. Formula two last year right yeah the two drivers that deserve to come up. Yeah. Okay. Not any old, any other? <laughs> not old training wheels maze of spin. Oh, we we couldn't go an episode <laughs> no. without saying it, could we? We can't, man. I you did know see. What? You know, with how much that we dogged on Ro- Romain Grosjean, we yeah. I feel like that we we this. have to dog on on maze of spin on the the maze of spin. Uh, did you see? He's like the first driver to ever like spin out and crash out of the race within his first thousand yards of his seven race. seconds yeah. of his race i mean that doesn't surprise me what was Rome, it I, somewhere romain was watching that and he's like sucker <laughs> romain grosjean was in a fire longer than nikita maze has been has been <laughs> a formula one driver. and we're not laughing at the fire but no now that he's no, okay that it's fun no but it's true it is true 
That's and right. Romain Grosjean lost his seat to that guy. I don't think Romain's hurting too much about that. No, he he uh, he came out with some comments, not to circle back to IndyCar, even though we, we just finished talking about that, but he said that he feels like that he's got a, a long career ahead of him in IndyCar, which I, I, think love. Probably, I love. Yeah. I love it. I think he does. I, you know, the only thing the only thing I'm not a big fan of is that he isn't watching or he isn't racing the, the some of the ovals. You know, he's not going to race Indy, right? Uh, so he said he's not racing the ovals. I don't know if he's not going to race Indy. He hasn't. He said he's planning on not doing it. I can't imagine someone com- at that level of competition mm-hmm. coming to such an iconic race in another motorsport. It might be easy for him to say right now, no, but right. get a few races under his belt, get that competition that the juice is flowing again, right. and get that level of competition back and that 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 thirst for winning. I think we'll see him race in Indy. I hope I'm, so. I'm not convinced. I'm I'm that. rooting. Yeah, I'm rooting for him to to make that decision. I understand he went through a lot, and what he went through was something that no no human being ever should have to go through. I mean, he went through a, a an Armco barrier. I mean, my God. Scarf foot in half. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then he got caught on fire with no yeah. shoes. Yeah, um, and but but the fact that he the fact that he was able to get out of that, the, I mean, I understand that. But even if he sits out this year and he continues his career in IndyCar, I think we'll see him race at India at some point. Like I don't think that he's done with the ovals, and I totally I don't so. blame him for being a little shell shocked. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, I'm not, and I'm not. I want to be clear. I'm not blaming him either. I, I just think that you know. I, I think I would like to see him because it'd be very hard for you know his experience. You got to think he's he, you know he's got the talent to be a decent driver in, in IndyCar. The thing is though, he's never raced an oval race. That's true. That's the biggest thing when when people say that the Formula One drivers are the elite drivers and it's a step back to go to IndyCar. That may be a level of technology. And the complexity of the courses that they run, like the mm-hmm. road courses, but none of them have ever done 230 miles an hour wide open throttle yeah. for three hours in Indy. Yeah, that takes a level. That takes a toll on your well, body. Well, it does. And the thing you don't realize is on an oval, as you know, a lot of the the layman may see an oval and just think, "Oh, that's just a big left turn." Try taking a left turn at 200 miles an hour for three hours well, I mean that's anybody tough. who's anybody who I ever hear tell me that that oh, all that NASCAR does is left turns I pull up videos of in-car cameras of these guys driving mm-hmm. and you watch how much that they're turning their steering wheel to the right sure and also unlike IndyCar and Formula One NASCAR still drives with like a true stick shift they do yeah and and I mean the big thing that I always and, and it's something that I think we kind of discount is NASCAR those cars are heavy they're heavy and they're not aerodynamic. No, at least compared to the other two. And to to steer that car around a track for three hours is is difficult. I mean, and you see it with that's why the drivers sit up so close to the steering wheel. They kind of you know, and in an Indy car, yeah. I mean, Indy car has just has recently went. I don't know how long ago they went to the paddle shifter, but for a while, Indy car has still had. They a, did, yeah. Still had a, a a shifter on the side of the car that was a more traditional stick as opposed to the paddle shifting, but which. I don't. I think I've shown you the pictures when I was at the uh, IndyCar, the IndyCar race here in St. Louis last time. So mm-hmm. I didn't go last year, but so it was two years ago. They had all the vintage Indy cars there. They had like a yeah. little car show. Oh, that's cool. And those transmissions were wide open, right next to the drivers. Yeah. I'll post a pic on, on yeah. social media for everyone to see if you've never seen what these old Indy cars look like. I mean, yeah, they were cool. death traps. Yeah, uh, totally. I mean, exp- there wasn't even a transmission tunnel over it. It's just exposed. Yeah. So if something breaks, yeah, that's going in your leg. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you hear you hear stories of guys, you know, something breaks or something happens, and then you're bleeding while you're driving through the race, and you just 
deal with it, you know. And usually just they didn't even notice it. Yeah, you just deal with it. They figured out at the you end know? when someone's like, hey, you're bleeding. That's the other thing, too, with Formula One, and, and you're starting to see it a little bit with IndyCar, too, is the amount of adjustments that they make during the middle of a race. Oh, yeah. You know, and even during lap to lap. You know, for this part of the race, we want the brake bias to be a little bit more towards the front or towards the rear. and Or for this part of the track. So from lap from every lap, they're adjusting their cars as they go around the track every single lap. And that's the thing about NASCAR; those adjustments can only happen when they go in the pits. Right. It's them. It's the drivers. They can't just make an adjustment, see how it feels, and shake yeah. it back. Like those drivers got to tell their their chief and their engineers, "Hey, I gotta we gotta change this when we come in and adjust something." And if right. that doesn't work out, I mean, you're kind of screwed. Well, and that's the whole game with NASCAR, really. As you can see, like it's all about who's set up their car to to be able to run and. And you see it, if you listen, I noticed it last year when I started listening to scanners more regularly. When you would listen to a team scanner, it's all just, I'm tight, I'm tight, I'm tight, okay, I'm loose, tighten me up, all right, this is good. And then the, then the car takes off and that car starts to climb through the field. It's all about handling. I mean, they all basically run roughly this, you know, there's there's subtle differences and certain engines are going to be better than the others. What, but What does he say in a... Days of Thunder, he said it's stock car racing. All the cars yeah. are meant to be the same, yeah. so that means that the driver's got to be beating up the car. Yeah. There's nothing stock about a stock car. <laughs> that's that's the response he gets. Yep, that's Harry Hogg for you, buddy. All right. Well, I think I think that we've blended uh, in our Formula One segment, IndyCar. But you know what? There's the thing is, IndyCar, it's, NASCAR, it's, Formula One. Yeah, a we're bit just of we're just throwing them all together. So yeah, um, Formula One races the San Marino. They got the San Marino Grand Prix, or well, excuse me. Italian Grand Prix next weekend, not this weekend. So, you know, we'll look at that next week. And other than that, there's not a whole lot. I, I am excited about the sprint races, though. I think that'll be kind of cool. Um, As am I. On a personal note, I'm actually going back and kind of watching. I subscribe to F1 TV. So I'm going back and watching, like, some old races. Like, yeah. I'm watching through the 2000 season. Which Watch, is, watching races from when you were a boy, like, in 1970. <sighs> I, I went back and watched the 98 and 99 season. Like, I'm watching the 2000 season. So, like, F1 TV doesn't have all the races. Like, they have recaps, good, like, quality recaps for a couple of them. But, and then they'll have full races for some of them. But it's it's fun to go back and watch those like those older cars when it was, you know, when it was Hockenden versus Schumacher. And really, like, I go back and look at it now, and I'm like, wow, Ferrari really had the much better car. Like, as a fan at the time, I was, like, really afraid of McLaren. Like, God, they've got such a good car. Ferrari had the better car. Like, 99, Schumacher broke his legs at Silverstone. Ferrari would have won, would likely have won the championship that year. But, yeah, but it was uh, it was, it was was fun. To, it's fun to kind of go back and, and watch some of those. And I'm kind of picking and choosing different races in 2000. I'll probably watch some from, you know, the Schumacher era up to 05. And then, you know, I'll watch some from Alonzo era and then, into the next the next few years are really exciting 2007 2008 2009 are pretty exciting okay yeah all right well with that no final thoughts on formula one for me we can switch it over to nascar chat yes sir this weekend we uh not we nascar is at martinsville for the uh blue Blue emu Emu maximum pain relief 500 
one of that is one thing I love about NASCAR the ridiculous yeah, names ridiculous names the only one that competes are some of the Formula One names that they're yeah. like the certain airway of the Gulf one. Airway Grand Prix du but no it's Bahrain like, it's like the Gulf Airway of Dubai yeah certain airways to the 25th degree the Emilia what was what was the San, the, the scene San Marino Grand Prix last year was the Emilia Emiliana Romano Grand Prix at it was absurd at Autodromo Enzo Edino Ferrari hosted by Italy hosted by San Marino <laughs> yeah right. brought to you by Pirelli <laughs> brought to you brought to you by all of our 56 sponsors yeah. but what was the oh yeah it was uh, what was the first the first one this year was kind of goofy it was, it was goofy it was anyway yeah enough of that we're right. back to NASCAR uh, the top five starting grid, I think I saw, is going to be Joey Logano on the pole with Denny Hamlin behind him with uh, William Byron, Ryan Blaney, and Chase Elliott rounding out the top five. Yep. Uh, from a betting standpoint, Martin Truex Jr. is the Vegas, uh, the early favorite from Vegas. He's won the last two of the three races here. Uh, it's funny, when you look up the track history, they credit Truex with the last two wins. But they don't count the playoff races, which is weird. Yeah, I was going to say, Chase Elliott, Chase Elliott won Chase in November. Elliott won the last race. But when you go to like the Martinsville Speedway race and you look up or their website and you go to the Cup Series, it shows the last two huh. winners is Martin Truex Jr. That's interesting. So I don't know if they discount it because it's playoffs. I don't know why they would. It's not like that there's only 10 guys driving. Right. But anyway, so speaking of that, though, Chase Elliott won back here in the playoffs in November. So look for him to be a, a good contender. I think it'll be a good battle between Truex and and, uh, yeah, Chase, as long as nothing goes wrong, I want to. I want to preface Chase Elliott is slated to start fifth. He will move to the back because they've obviously failed at least one inspection. Absolutely, forgot about that point. Yep, I had an asterisk yeah. in my notes, but I didn't. Cover also, that. William Byron starting third will also be moving to the back because they will failed at least one inspection. Just slightly ahead of him, but William Byron and uh, and Alex Bowman, those two are from a, a, a betting standpoint. If you're wanting to throw some money on it. Uh, William Byram is a 20, 20 to one favorite to win, and Alex Bowman is a twenty five to one favorite. Actually, really like Byron's chances this week. I think like we'll, we'll get to the picks, but so but anyway, from just a gambling standpoint, those two strong cars, um, I like their chances of winning, and those are very favorable odds. Um, I did see that the site that I, I usually use for my odds started listing what the odds are for a top three finish. Might be overkill. Interesting, but uh, but but those were favored pretty well. Also, Denny Hamlin had pretty good odds for the uh, finishing a top three finish as well. Yeah, Denny also you know good history here. I mean, I think Truex has you know one of the better histories here. Denny Hamlin's another guy. Joey Logano's another guy. You know, and Logano's not only is Logano starting a pole, he's hot right now. He's been doing you know he's, he he's been doing really great well. this year. As much as they I don't said, like the guy, yeah, he has been exactly. one of the strongest drivers this year. Yes. Um, I think that if you're picking a winner for the race, you can't go wrong with any of the top five. No. I also, he's not in the top five, but I hate to say it, but you can't rule out Brad Kozlowski. No, Kozlowski was really good here last year. I mean, Truex is starting seventh, seventh like we talked about. Kyle Busch always good here. Ryan Priest is driving the Louisiana hot sauce car this week. That car's going to be fire. Um, yeah, that, usually they don't they don't show, but <laughs> that car will be straight fire. Um yeah, you know, Bowman, Martinsville's a, you know, it's another short track where you run into some interesting, you, you never know what's going to happen, uh, you know, and, and the good thing is you can kind of, kind of bump and bang each other and, and the it's not going to take you out of the race, and you, so, you just never know, I mean, it, honestly, the best driver all season we haven't even talked about yet, 
Kyle Larson starting 19th. That was going to be my next next comment is that uh, he is starting 19th. He'll probably move back to the end of the pack again. Yeah, again, yeah, failed inspection. Failed Kyle inspection. Larson, yeah, should be slated to start 19th. Will likely move to the back of the pack. But he's had a he's had a great car, and I wouldn't rule him out to be a winner on this. And I believe that he has 12 to 1 odds to win the race. So, again, not, you know, nothing crazy, but those are right. still pretty good betting odds. If sure. Throw some dollars on him. Um, so. Martinsville is a short track. Yep. Uh, did they? I know they did the rain, the rain tire testing last week. Are they planning on rolling those out if there is inclement weather this week? I don't week? believe so. Okay, I don't. I think, think so they either. were just. I think they were just talking about it, and that might be more of a. And we'll get to this. We we'll get to this in a little bit. A little bit of the next gen stuff. I think that might be one of those things that they talk about. But I don't. I don't believe that they're going to be running. You know, if if it should rain. I mean, it is spring in Virginia. You never know. It might rain. So. It probably will rain at some yeah, point, and the race is going to start during the day and finish at night. Yeah, you know. Actually, I think the race. What, what time does this race start? Here's something that I here's a here's a bone I got to pick. I'm going to get old man and yell at the sky for a little bit. Okay, folks. Why are these races? Oh, this is a Saturday night race. What? So yeah, it'll start at night. So. When did this happen? This year. Awesome. I'm actually in favor of this. Okay. Here's the thing. I wanted to hear your your yell at the sky moment. Yeah, my yell at the sky moment is stop starting race. Stop starting the races at two thirty in the afternoon. Nobody we don't need it. to do that. We don't need to do that. Start them at noon, okay? You want problems at Bristol? Start the problems at Bristol that they had the, during the dirt race with the restarts could have been avoided had they started that race. Was at the noon. dirt? Well, yeah. I mean, could have been avoided had they taken the damn dirt off the off the track. But but later in the race, they had problems with the sun had gotten to a point where it was so low that when they were restarting and all the dust was being kicked up, the drivers couldn't see. That would have been avoided had they started the race. Started at noon. At noon started at seven. And, and I and I and I do want to say I know that the Bristol dirt race was kind of a special scenario because they had to uh, move it back because they started the race on Monday. But but the race the race was I think scheduled to slated to start at two thirty. Same with the race at Atlanta started at two thirty. Hotland. Why? Started at noon. It does not need to start at two thirty. Started at noon. Yell those clouds, boy. You know what I, I am, and and it's not like I I get Daytona start Daytona two thirty. That's a big event. You do not need to start the rest of the races at 2.30. You don't need to do it. I agree. Start, and okay, you know, you go out west. They go out to Vegas, they go out to Phoenix. I get you're starting those races a little bit later because it's western time zone. Start at 1. Let's move them back. We do not, I don't need to see because inevitably there's going to be a big wreck. You're going to have overtime. You're going to have all this stuff. Now we're now racing at dark at, at night. Track's totally different. The track is totally different from when you set up the car, from when those crew set up the car to the end of the race so that to me that's my big my big thing is is that by the end of the race the track is totally different and you're running on on, because once the sun goes down and those tracks start to cool they they tighten up they get a little the the tire wears totally different everything's totally different the cars don't handle as well the engine temperatures the air thickness the moisture in the air it all changes also from a personal standpoint my kid wakes up from a nap at like 2.30 and then I don't get to watch much of the race start it earlier so I can watch it during nap time start it new I'm not alone in this. Why are they starting? You want to know? I mean, yeah, Bristol for the last few years had problems with rain. Why? Because they they don't allow they don't allow the time for it to to get a delay. Start the damn race at noon. All right, that's enough. They anger. do it during the summer. It's enough anger. All right, let's move on to the picks. I had to really get right. that a little bit. All right, what? Yeah, you did. I appreciate that. You are leading the season's leading. points, so <clears throat> I'm going to give you the honors to pick first. Okay, so I, you know. This is a tough one. 
This is a tough one. Just this is a tough track. This, to is pick. A t- this is a tough track to pick because it can be literally anybody. But you know, I picked Kurt Busch last week, and I won because you picked Cole Custer, and he was not great. The previous week, we picked two top ten drivers, Hamlin and Harvick. We've every, been we've been okay in our picks. We've had a, we've had a couple minus, stinkers. We've had a couple stinkers. Every but, race minus last week, I think one of us has had a driver finish in the top ten. That is correct. And, and twice I, we've had two drivers finish in the top ten. Daytona, or excuse me, uh, Miami. We had the uh, fourth and fifth place finishers. We had Larson and Harvick. In two of the races, I think one of us picked the second place finisher. That is. Correct. Almost positive. Yeah, I uh, I had Logano at Phoenix. He finished second, and you had Keselowski at Vegas, and he finished second. Okay, that's correct. So, so we're not so, going to count the dirt race no, because I picked that. I made no. that pick like three weeks, and I had been drinking, and yeah, I stuck with it. Nobody should count the dirt race. That was a joke. But we're going to count it because I'm a man of my word. And okay, it is what it is. So I am going to go with William Byron. Good pick. That was actually going to be my pick. So I'm not going to pick that now. But I kind of figured you were when I was looking at that. Yeah, well, I, I was just talking about it. Like, I think that, you know, after he fails inspection and goes to the back, he will be, you know, I think that they're going to have a good car. I think that they've got, you know, Hendrick seems to really have it together this year. I, I, I like the pick. I think that's going to be a, this going to be a, this going to be a winning pick here. Right. Well, Who are you going with? I don't want to make this pick. Oh, boy. That means we're going with the Penske driver. I'm picking Logano. <laughs> he's just been too good. He's and been, I, and he's I, been phenomenal. I haven't picked he's him yet this year. Sure. And as much as I don't like the guy, he's been he's been on it, and he's coming off a win. He is, his ego's probably you know boosted. He's ready to go. Um, not that he such didn't need the win because he's, he's been he's so he's such a cheese. He is, but man, he's been good, and that car has been strong. He's been in every race. Do you know that both times we've picked Penske drivers, they finished second. So he he'll probably both finish us, second because we've never you've I've picked Logano once, you've picked Kozlowski once. Both times they finished second. Leon to finish second. Mark it down. Well, there it is. Mark well, it eight, down. Coy's calling it. Mark it eight, dude. Logano's finishing second. But like I said, as much as I didn't want to pick that, he's just been too good, and I, ha- I haven't yeah. picked him yet. No, that's a good pick. I have to. That's a good pick. And I don't think we discussed picking duplicates. I think we're going to try to avoid it. Yeah. We're going to get to a point where we will because when we get to the end of the season, I don't want to pick a guy like Timmy Hill, foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, but – for now, I'm going to try well, to... Well, I think we've kind of tried, picks. like, you know, five races. Like, we'll try to pick a guy, you know, like every five... You don't pick the same guy. You can't pick him again for five races. We kind of, you know, I've put that limit on myself just because, you know, really, like, realistically, we do the picks for you guys for betting purposes, for anybody that listens. We also do them for ourselves, just kind of fun little competition. Realistically, there's only, like, 15 drivers that, are, that you really should be looking at betting-wise every week. And that and that you all know. depends. Let me let me just follow up with that. If you're going for picking winners, if you're if you're going to yes. do some some picks like top ten or top five finishes, that obviously changes because we're seeing right. a lot of different drivers get in there. But for the most part, you're right. Yeah, and we saw you know we saw what happened at, at Daytona this year, and actually the first few races this year where Michael McDowell was really good. So you never know, you know, you never really know what can happen. But the thing with Michael McDowell right now is that I think that and no team. This is like teams that that throw in the towel so they can get the first overall pick i think that front row motorsports team is probably just like hey we're in the playoffs we got nothing else to prove let's just not you know destroy the car 
everything that we have in these early races, we're in the playoffs. Right. Let's just get there and then we'll focus. Right. That's kind of what I'm thinking. They'll, they'll never admit that because every team's going to come out. No, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, but, they're not going to, yeah, they're not going to admit that. But but I mean, you know, you're right. I mean, they're in the playoffs. I think the two they have a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of the, yeah, let's just go for broke. We don't have anything to worry about. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I think there's a little bit of that to them, but yeah, I yeah, I mean, I, I think we both. I think I I really like your pick, Logano. I obviously I picked Logano at Phoenix, so that was four three races ago. So I was not going to pick him, but I think that. Either of the Penske drivers are good picks. I like Denny Hamlin a lot this week, too. Uh, I think Denny Hamlin a top five is a pretty safe bet. He, always, he usually races really well here. I think, uh, I, yeah, I think either, either the Penske drivers, and probably Chase has not been uh, great. This I year. almost picked him, though, yeah. because this isn't a road course, but he's usually good on. This is a short track, and yeah. he's good on short tracks. He's, he is, well, it, the thing is, Martinsville runs like kind of like it has road course tendencies to it. It's a little bit flatter. It's flat. It's got a little bit, you know, you, it tighter just turns. Has, it's tighter turns. It's just, I mean, you saw him last year, his car was dominant. I mean, that, I could, I could, they could have lapped the field during the playoffs. They could have lapped the field. They were great. I could totally see him winning this, but I um, could too. But, yeah, I made my pick with Logano, so that means that because both of you and I both passed on Elliott, he's probably right. going to win. Yep, hope so. So, it is what it is. Hope so. By the way, we were talking about goofy names for races. I just want to throw this out there. The round two at Italy, the name of the Grand Prix is... <clears throat> oh, boy. Formula One Pirelli Grand Premio del Maia, made in Italy a del Emilia Romana... 2021. You missed, you, you lost me. It. You lost me a Pirelli. I don't even know if it's made or Mada. Del Mada in Italy. Del Gran Primeo. Del Made. It's got to be Mada in Italy. E del Emilia Romana 2021 at the Enzo Autodromo e Enzo Edino Ferrari. You're still you're still naming off the name of the race. That's impressive. That was a solid 10 seconds it took to name that. Formula One Pirelli Gran Premio del Mare in Italy e, e del Emilia Romana 2021 at Autodromo e Enzo Edino Ferrari. That is, that is, that's. I'm speechless. Yeah. I'm speechless. It's that's an Emola. That's it's, an, it's an Emola. That's it. Yeah. For us Americans. The Italian Grand Prix at Emola. For everybody except for the Italian nation and much Pire- respect for them. Pirelli it's Grand Premio. My guess is it's a Pirelli Grand Prix and it's, it's made in Italy. Yeah. Pirelli made in Italy. And then. It, brought to you know, by. Yeah. Brought Pirelli. to you by. Yeah. Firestone. <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot of other fun names. Although the Formula One My World Grosser Price von Österreich, the Austrian Grand Prix. Hey, hey, no, no looking ahead at the schedule. We don't know the schedule. You're giving away too much. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I kind of foreshadowed with picking a guy like Timmy Hill later in the race. There was a little bit of drama with NASCAR this week yeah. involving Timmy Hill. So, basically, Timmy Hill is not racing in the race this weekend. His team chose not to enter. Uh, If everybody remembers last year during the COVID break when they ran iRacing events only, Timmy Hill was dominant. Uh, NASCAR decided this year that they are going to be televising another iRacing series with the cup drivers. However, they only invited 36 teams with a charter. Timmy Hill's team does not have a charter, so they're not locked into races. But he has been a full-time cup driver, and he is one of the best iRacing drivers that there is. 
Uh, Timmy Hill's team sold sponsorships based on Timmy Hill racing in this iRacing thing. So, you know, sponsorships to his car because he's going to wear the sponsors while he's iRacing. Right. And he's going to get tons of TV time because he is good at iRacing. And NASCAR is not allowing him to run in the iRacing completely ruined their their agreements with their sponsors. So they don't have any... They basically lost money, so they don't have enough time to compete full-time in real-life NASCAR races. So they pulled out of this race. Now, the shitty part is on NASCAR is that they're letting guys like Clint Boyer and Dale Jr., who aren't even full-time cup drivers, they, right. don't, have, they don't have charters either, are racing and iRacing, but they're not letting Timmy Hill. And... A lot of drivers have outspoken against NASCAR saying, you know, just let him in. Like, what's one more car in an iRacing field going to do? And plus, he's really good. And I agree. NASCAR, just let him in. This yeah, is stupid. Just let him in. This There's is no, so I mean, here's the thing. They're obviously going to let Clint Boyer, Dale Earnhardt Jr., they're going to let because these guys in name. because of their names. Because it. their names. Totally. I, I mean, yeah. Timmy Hill was, by his merits of what he did last year, during the during the i racing stuff, yeah, totally. Let him in. He needs to be racing now. And it's not like that they have to accommodate like another car, like in like real life schematics. It's freaking i racing. Yeah, just let another car in. Well, and the other thing too is, I mean, imagine so you're Timmy Hill and they're racing. A, you know, he's racing in an independent team that is not going to be able to put up the the sort of results. Yeah, he's going to race at the Timmy back Hill's every week. A, Timmy Hill's a guy that if you're not following NASCAR pretty closely, you don't know who he is. But if you're following iRacing, though, and the yeah. guys at the front, you're going right. to look at that. And his sponsors are thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. And now those sponsors that had an agreement because they thought that they were going to race iRacing. Right. It, right. it sucks. So, yeah. Do the right thing, NASCAR. It does. It, totally. Yeah. Do the right thing. It, it, it totally sucks because that guy, this would have been his, you know, I mean, he can get out there and get his name out there and get some recognition. He can go out there and compete against some of the best drivers. Granted, it's iRacing, but iRacing is pretty realistic. Iracing is huge. This isn't like yeah. 20 years ago when guys that are gaming yeah. are. I mean, gaming this isn't, is, is yeah. huge now. This isn't racing on PlayStation. I mean, this is this is legit racing, and 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 yeah, I I feel for the guy. I really hate that they're, you know, what really what's really telling is you go to NASCAR. There's nothing about this at all. No, because they don't want to. Because they don't want to. They don't want. They don't want this this publicity out there. It really sucks. Yeah, when I I saw this story, and I thought. And you and I were talking about it before we started recording. I, I, yeah, you just feel for him. I really hope that they, they do the right thing. They let him in. And, and you're not getting... And I mean, yeah, granted his team is, you know, going to get lapped 50 times at Martinsville. But he's out there. He's competing. You need teams like that. NASCAR cannot be Gibbs v. Hendrick v. You know, who else? You know, whoever else. It can't be all the big teams. It'd be Penske. Gibbs, Hendrick, and Penske are the biggest teams. Right. You know, Roush, and, and I almost started naming off teams that haven't raced in NASCAR for years, and then you would have made an old joke. And I, I was right. stopped that. Well. So. So, Steve Phelps, if you're listening, two yeah. things. Stop starting races at 2.30. Yes. For the weather. Number one. And yes. so, dads that have their kids napping can actually watch the race. Yeah. And let Timmy Hill race in the iRacing series. Yeah. Just let him in. Come yeah, on, I mean, Steve. Like, really, who else is, like, you know, don't get me wrong. Let's. Can we stop pretending that Clint Boyer is like some kind of a legend? <laughs> I'm well, glad you said you know, that. I can love we, Clint can Boyer, we st- but I you're do right. Too. You're he's hilarious. Okay, and he's, he's a good driver. He was an. He was the okayest driver that. Of he the was last, the most okayest driver. He was the most okayest driver of the last twenty years. He is not a legend. Yeah. He will be a decent personality in the box. He'll be what is he's Michael Waltrip 2.0 minus the Daytona 500 wins. Slightly less Hoosier. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a little more. Like, Michael Waltrip at least has the name. Like, Kent Boyer's... 
But like Clint real. Boyer just sounds like a like NASCAR let's stop t- let's stop pretending that Clint Boyer was like something real special in NASCAR. Yeah, like I agree honestly. You know, I mean, it's fun to have him. The dynamic of him and Jeff Gordon in the booth, like as a Jeff Gordon fan, number one, it's a little odd because they basically hate, like I hated Clint Boyer for a while. They were rivals because they were rivals, and they had that dust up at Phoenix, and they had, you know, they had a they had a couple back and forth, but. But, you know, as time went on, I was like, okay, Clint's actually a funny guy. Yeah, that's whatever. It's cool. You know, and... Clint it, is not Dale Jr. is what you're No, at. he's not Dale Jr. Like, but, Dale Jr. was a damn good driver. He got, you know, his career cut short by concussions, but, and, and he dealt with all kinds of stuff. But. My point of bringing those up, though, is that NASCAR is, oh, you got to have a charter and all this BS, and then, oh, Timmy Hill, you can't race because you don't have this, but you are a full-time cup driver. Oh, but then, hey... Uh, you can't come into iRacing, and we're going to let Clint Boyer, who is sitting in the booth, and Dale Jr., who hasn't raced in years, we're going to let him in. Yeah. I get it. Nothing against those two, but no. let Timmy Hill race. Yeah. Let's, let Timmy let, Hill race. Let's start the hashtag. Let hashtag Timmy Hill race. Timmy Hill race. We're, you know what? Let's get it it'll, going. It'll be it'll be on the Insta later. Let Timmy Hill iRace. Let Timmy Hill iRace. Yeah, I like that. We're getting it going. It's going to trend worldwide. It will be. The other uh, little bit we have about NASCAR is that they have... They tested the next-gen car at Darlington. Did we talk about this? We didn't talk about this. Did we? We, they tested the next-gen car. We talked about this. We didn't yeah. talk about it with the fans. They tested, about it. They tested the next-gen car at Darlington this last week, and they're going to fully unveil the next-gen car on May 5th. So that should be something kind of fun to uh, to see, um, you know, how that how it looks. It looks... They should have done it on May 4th. Yeah. May the 4th be with you. Boom. It looks um, sporty. It doesn't look stock carish from the from the just the few pictures that I've seen. It's better than that. What was that? That car of tomorrow that they mm-hmm. put the wing on it to try to adhere to younger fans, and it was just terrible. So you know it's it's like it kind of combines a stock car with that, but it's still functional. I'm gonna say it. I like the car of tomorrow. I liked it too. They just weren't. I like the. Here's what I liked. I, I like that they, they just took, weren't a very good car. No. They had that weird spice rack in the front, and then they had the, <laughs> they had the, the fan, yeah. But like as a Gordon fan, like that's actually my favorite diecast that I own is the Car of Tomorrow. Oh, they're cool looking cars. They're, yeah, they were just they were just they. Because I think it's because they look so different than everything else. But they didn't they didn't bring in it didn't no. bring in the fans that they thought. No, about. and it didn't produce great racing. You know, oh, boring. Yeah. Um, that's really, you know, and this 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 car has some issues. The current version has some issues with aero, and we saw that last year. I believe at Texas, we saw it a couple times last year. But yeah, yeah but but it was like mo- like the one that really sticks out was I think it was Texas. Listen, there was a lot of things that went wrong with Texas last yeah. year. The fact that the race was scheduled on a Sunday at, at probably two thirty, and they ended up racing on Wednesday. It was at two thirty. You know what? That was an afternoon start, and they ended up racing like a yeah. Wednesday at eleven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, yeah, yeah, it did race earlier in the day. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was an earlier in the day. We thought it was going to be on when we were. Recording. Yeah, it was one of those like they had like just crazy rain. It was like, okay, well, Sunday's rained out. Well, Monday's rained out. Uh, Tuesday's rained out. Uh, what is going on? Wednesday's rained out. Or did they race on Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday. Yeah, I think they raced on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, they but had they there was there was an issue at where noon they got most of race in. Yeah. There's an issue though with where a car couldn't catch because he got a little bit close, and there's a weird aero stuff going on. So, I mean, all I want to see is cars that aerodynamically fit together and that you can, you know, 
that are not going to create issues racing together. The racing now is not bad. I mean, I don't want to take it away from the current gen and, and what they're, you know, it's not like it's producing terrible racing. No, it's producing good racing. I just want to see more than one line, and I want to see some, you know, I mean, I want to see what everybody wants to see. Everyone wants to see close racing. They want to see passing. They want to see fun shit out. That is one thing that I will say about the dirt race is that it did produce two driving lines. Yeah, which, which at Bristol has been rare for a while. But we they saw two driving that. lines. It also produced a giant hole in the track, and stupid. It was so stupid. Listen, why do you, you got to rain on my parade? I was I trying know. to be optimist there. I if know. you guys haven't already figured out, I'm the optimist, and Koi's the pessimist. That's what, you know, some of my friends are like, oh, man, I love jo- Josh's optimism, and then you're just a curmudgeon. You're just an and angry like, Thanks a lot, yelling bud. at this guy. You know what? I got to, that's, yeah. It's balanced, we, though. It's every, balanced. We need to, everybody needs that. You got you got to bring me down from my. Exactly, yeah, and you got to bring me up. Yeah. It's it teamwork, works. teamwork, Holmes. Yeah, teamwork. NASCAR, yeah. stop, yeah. stop doing two thirty races. Exactly. Please, please stop the two thirty races. We don't need it. Nobody needs it. Nothing changes if you start the race at twelve, noon, eleven Eastern. I don't care. Not eleven Eastern. Start so at that's noon. a ten a.m. start time. Start at noon Eastern. 11, 11 a.m. I'm good with that. Growing up, man, I was all. I mean, like a little, a few of the spring races would start at two, and then it was just like. It was basically after they transitioned to California. After California, which is always early in the season, they'd come back, and then all the races start at noon. I, yeah. I don't want to see, like, races starting at 2. It just means every race ends at night. That's what happens. 100%. Because, and, and as we get deeper into summer, that will not be the case. They'll end at dusk. But but even that. Then you've got sun. The, when the sun becomes a factor and it's in the driver's eyes, that's a problem. It shouldn't be a factor. Yeah, and and it's it's we're we're definitely beating a dead horse here, but it's fine if they have a couple of races that they know that they're designing that they're going to start at daylight and finish right. finish under the lights. Coke six hundred totally. Drivers can prepare for that, but either have it start under the lights and finish under the lights, or start under the sun and finish under the sun. I'm actually excited for Martinsville being a night race. I don't remember this race being a night race in years past. Night races are always fun. Yeah, they totally are. I'm really excited for this. Like, I'm more excited for this now. You know, we've been a week without racing, and it was a weird Sunday. You know, like, I had to do family stuff, which is fine, but I also was like, I always kept feeling like I should be checking something. Like, I kept feeling like, there's got to be a race on somewhere, right? I'm sure somebody was racing somewhere. Yeah, exactly. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for our NASCAR chat. I think we'll. any, uh, Any closing thoughts? No. Um, yeah, just looking forward to, uh, you know, next week we get we get the full triple header next week. Triple header. I just had two things. One, got my COVID vaccine. Oh, yeah. I got that single shot, the, the yeah. J&J, so I'm done. Uh, I was miserable after. Terrible symptoms. But yeah. Well, it's, I think it's worth it. Worth yeah. It. I've been I've been vaccinated for a little while, but yeah, that, uh for a couple weeks now. I'm probably on my third week now without it, and yeah, that's... Uh, I, I, your symptoms sounded way tougher than the stuff I had to deal with. So it affects glad everyone different. Glad you, yeah, but it's that hashtag one step closer. Yep. And then the other thing, because we had no racing this past weekend, I watched a documentary that I saw a couple of recommendations online. This has nothing to do with racing, but it's called My Octopus Teacher. It's on Netflix. Amazing. So it's amazing. Full circle here. My mom recommended that to me. I knew I liked her. She actually told Number me she's like fan. she's like you got to you guys got to watch this. My wife and I watched it. Phenomenal. I love it. It's actually up for an Academy Award this year. It's it, awesome. It's a yeah. It's uh, an Oscar nominee for uh, best yeah best documentary. It is really even good. if you don't like like 
I mean, if you don't care about sea life or or animals, the cinematography is amazing. Yeah, it really is. It's a really cool, it's just a really cool story. It is a really, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's it. It it was, it was awesome. It was one of those that like, I was, you know, some of those docs you'll get into and they're kind of, you know, you'll, you'll follow along, but this was like engrossing. And 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 the more I went, the more, the more I was, I was really excited. It was like, I think it was only like an hour and 16 minutes. Yeah, It was was like the quickest hour and 16 minutes ever watched. I was glued to it. Um, my wife and I both loved it. I feel like between you and I, we watch enough documentaries that we probably need to start dropping those little little tidbits in here. Yeah, we'll drop. I mean, I watch. That's uh, you are. You're just a living documentary. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah. I mean, totally. Like, I'm at any at any given point, I'm watching two or three. I'm currently rewatching Ken Burns' The West. What you guys don't know is that when we're done recording, I'm going to finish my beer, and Koi is going to recite like seven documentaries we <laughs> watched. Yeah, and I'm just going to. And I'm, I am going to be like, oh, you need to watch this one, this one, this one, and Josh is not going to watch any of them because he's going to forget them because I'm just inundating him with with information. My Netflix queue is like six hundred long. <laughs> I'm like, damn, we've been doing yeah. this for a while. I actually do want to recommend Twenty Four Hour War. Yeah. If if no one's seen that, you know, we we did our episode about movies, and I talked about it then. <clears throat> I rewatched it a little while ago because I just I, I, I just not seen it in a long time and. Is really good. It's a really good, like, real shot at. It's really good, like, watch Ford versus Ferrari, like, one night, and then, like, the next night, watch 24 Hour War, and you get, like, the real story, and you get a whole lot more information. It's really cool. Yeah. And, and there is uh, two other, I guess, documentaries. Well, one's a docuseries. I have been seeing more and more of people who don't even have never watched a Formula One race before love Drive to Survive. And I will yep. tell everyone it's a little over dramatized. <laughs> little. Um, that's an understatement but it gets the point across it's it exciting it builds the hype and if anybody has not seen Senna yet watch it oh my god people who don't even like racing are raving about this and I'm like it's been out for a while how are you guys it's like I, trending again yeah. and I don't get it speaking but, of but, spe- I mean I get it because it's amazing yeah speaking of speaking of some of our super listeners my buddy uh, I'll drop my buddy Fletch has watched Senna and he has said that it is just one of the one of the best docs it's incredible seen. it is yeah you know I haven't seen that in a while I wonder is it is it I have to. I'm gonna have to find. I'm that. probably gonna watch it again. I, I haven't. It, it's it's one think I it's watch on it, Netflix. Yeah, again. it used to be on Netflix. That's what I was saying. I think it's back. I think that's probably why it's getting popularity again. Yeah. Is because it's coming back. Yeah, I remember when that thing when that thing aired. Man, I actually saw that at the Tivoli here in St. Louis. Like, oh yeah. Theaters. Like they were they had a run of uh, they had a run at some small independent theaters, and I walked out of there like almost crying. Like it was amazing. Because at that time nobody nobody really knew. In the U.S., there weren't a ton of Formula One fans. You'd like run into the. I remember go, you'd go into a concert or something. You'd see somebody with a Ferrari hat or with a Mercedes hat or McLaren hat, and you'd be like, Ooh, "Hey, you know, like is Formula it, One, bro?" Yeah, you'd be like, "Yeah," you'd, and then they're like, "No, man, this is just so edgy." No, and I'm yeah, like, no, I just like Ferrari. No, I just was in Italy and I got this. I'm like, "Oh, you suck." I like Don Johnson's Ferrari, so I bought this <laughs> Formula One hat. I, you know, for the longest time, like I'd wear Ferrari gear, and people be like, "Oh, do you have a Ferrari?" And I'm like. No, I'm, and then like I stopped wearing because it, it was really hard. Like I got tired of explaining. Like, no, I'm just a Formula One fan. Just tell them you drive a Ferrari. They're not gonna know. Yeah, they're gonna know. How are they gonna know? Be like, look at the stash. Yeah. Oh, true. The screams Magnum PI. He drove yeah, a Ferrari. Would, you know what? I, I would. Uh, Your Magnum IPA. Magnum IPA. Magnum IPA on the case. Man, I would take that Ferrari. That. The, oh, I would that, too. That Magnum PI Ferrari. So my one of my my growing up my dream cars. Not really that was a Ferrari uh, Modena three sixty Modena three sixty Spider. I drove one of those. Loved that car. When really? I was when I was a valet, I got to drive one, and uh, so I parked it. Got to drive it like twenty feet. 
Yeah. And uh, the guy had way too much to drink. He was a reoccurring customer when I was a <laughs> valet. I knew him very well. Him, yeah. his brothers, his dad, a lot of Ferraris. And uh, he came out and he was pretty shit faced. So I was like, "Hey, man, like, you sure you're good to drive?" And he's like, "No." He's, he's like, "I'm just gonna get a car home." I was like, "What do you want me to do with your car?" He's like, "Damn it, I drove the Ferrari." He's like, "Do you want to drive it home?" And like, with my valet, this was this was ten years over ten years ago. I was like, you know, with with the company, I'm not supposed to drive you guys home. Like, it's a liability thing. And he's like, look, I know your boss. He's like, I'll call him. Are you cool with it? And I have, I had met this guy's family and you know whatever. So I was like, sure. So yeah, he uh, he basically paid me like a couple hundred bucks to drive his Ferrari home, and then got me like a black car to take me back to my house. There's no job that would have kept me from driving that car home. Like, if I was in your shoes, and you'd have been like, you know what, I'm not really like, I would have been like, see, yes, I was, yes, I was that's a, what I'm, yes. See, I was a you know, I was a college kid. Yeah, and sure. I made totally. a lot. Of, I made really good money doing it. And I was like, I don't want to sure lose did, this yeah. job. But yeah, it was cool. And I remember driving home where I was doing the speed limit, and he's drunk, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Driving open the speed up. limit." He's like, "Open, open this that. up." Open it. Up. He's like, "It's a Ferrari. It's meant to be driven." I was like, "All right, don't have to ask me twice." My my favorite quote from Ferrari is Enzo Ferrari said is he wanted he wanted the driver to sit his anybody sit in his car to shit their pants step so, on the step on the gas and shit their pants. So it was a it was a yellow 360 Modena. And uh, that was the only Ferrari I've ever driven. His dad had a Testarossa. Obviously, never drove that car. Um, he he would park it himself. I'd always clear a spot for him. But so that's my that's my Ferrari driving. That's probably the only time I'll ever will drive a Ferrari. But anyway, now the, the quote is: "I don't care if the door gaps are straight. When the driver steps on the gas, I want him to shit his pants." That was and that was man. I, yeah, I've been around those cars. I've seen them. I've seen them race in the. In the series, the 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 formula, the 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 uh, Ferrari series that used to race before Formula One races, and I've seen them at car shows, and I've sat in them and everything. But yeah, there were there was something about that, and it wasn't a real popular Ferrari, the the Modena. It, it wasn't even the most powerful one. No, it was just that it was like at the time when I was in high school, that was the new one. And it had so like it has line like the lines and the way that it looked like I would actually bet you could get, I could get one for fairly cheap for a Ferrari. You need one, but you need a red one though. Oh with that, god, yeah. With There's that, no way I'm not getting a with red that mustache. One. Yeah, no, I would never buy a Ferrari that's not Marlboro red. Magnum IPA. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good note to le- to end this podcast. On. I think it is too. All right, hit hit us with that social media. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at ATC Racing Pod. You can find us on Twitter at ATC Racing Pod. Don't forget to uh, leave us a review. Hit that furthest right star. Leave us a comment. Power slide into the DMs. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear more of. What you want to hear less of. You know, like more golf talk, less golf talk, more Magnum talk, less. We're not, do, we're not. Let me tell you, we're not doing less Magnum IPA talk, okay? Yeah, no, we'll, let's not just leave it a Magnum yeah. talk that might be misconstrued. Uh, that was purposeful, and uh, and and or more or less documentary <laughs> talks. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, yeah, I'll talk. Do you want more? You know, what we haven't talked about. We still have not started Roundhouse, the Roadhouse podcast. That, 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 that's, that's for another day. That's <laughs> that's for the off season. Right, right. Don't give away True. our secrets. All right, we'll talk to right. you all next week. Yep, take it easy. <laughs>